minded, we were blinded Looking for peace without Jesus, we can't find it Ministry minded, we were blinded Looking for peace without Jesus, we can't What up, what up, what up, what up How y'all doing? Welcome to another episode of Anthony's Godly Guidance I hope you love it, I hope it blesses you More importantly, I hope it gets you closer to God Enjoy What's going on, y'all? It's your man, Anthony. I'd like to welcome you to another episode of Anthony's Godly Guidance. Um, today's episode is about free will. Now, for those who who heard the, the last two, the episode, not the last one, but the one prior to that, was supposed to be, you know, it's, it was cost, which was supposed to lead up to free will, but... Again, God pulled the audible, and so I ended up doing last week's with uh, with uh, Roland Graham Showcase, and it was about purpose. And so, I, I mean, it fit, it fit there. That's how it went. However, this piece of uh, free will is connected to that. So, <clears throat> excuse me. I um, I just wanted to let y'all know that I didn't forget to finish what I said I was going to and so this is um in fact episode number nine of the free will I mean the free will of the uh of the life functioning skills series forgive me this is episode nine of the life functioning skills and this is continuing on from the from starting off with free will and so I want to start off with that being said talking about a uh, the definition of free will so <clears throat> free will is the ability to choose how to act it is the ability to make choices that are not controlled by fate or god that's important but that that'll probably be revisited revisited multiple times throughout this but it's the ability to make choices that are not controlled by fate or by god um Another definition is voluntary choice or decision, a.k.a. do this of of my own free will, or freedom of humans to make choices that are not determined by a prior cause or divine intervention. Again, these are going hand in hand with, you know, with one another. The important piece to get from this is, excuse me, from those of us who are believers free will is the choice to make choices that is not controlled by God now if you listen to costs this goes this is connected hand in hand because we make choices and there is a price to pay whether it be a good price or a bad price for the choices that we make so that was what cost was going over this is now going more into detail about the aspect of free will and god gave us free will so we make choices without god controlling us otherwise we would be robots and not people so that's that is what i want to get from that piece and you know example there's all kind of different examples of free will you know um in a positive manner i uh I see that 
there's a bill coming. And so instead of buying all of these items that I want to buy, whatever that may be, and, and they're items that are not needed, I don't buy these items and I pay my bill. That is a that is an example of free will. So I chose to take care of what I needed to take care of as opposed to doing what I wanted to do. And on the on the flip side of that, another example of free will is <clears throat> albeit I know I'm not supposed to go. Um, I don't know. I see a sign that says don't go right road in road ending and I still choose to turn right even though I see the sign me get me getting to a dead end is my fault because I made that choice or like with the, the example of paying the bill instead of I know I have a bill that's going to be $300 so instead of paying for instead of dropping $300 to pay that bill I choose to drop $300 on a bunch of things that I don't need. And then, and then my lights or my cell phone or my get turned off or I lose my, you know, my car gets repoed. And now those are examples of free will. Again, the important piece to get out of this is it's, it's choices that we make that are not determined or controlled by God. So the purpose of driving that point home is because we often make choices be good or bad more likely it's the bad choices we make bad choices and then we have a consequence to it and then we get mad and blame God for because we don't like the outcome of it when oftentimes we either do not go to God to ask him for guidance on it or God is pointing out that that's a bad choice and we do it anyway that's free will we can't be mad at God for that we can't be mad at if I if I'm thinking I'm going to go buy whatever the case may be and someone whether it be my wife whether it be one of my kids my mom you know one of my, my you know somebody close to me my brother my sisters best friends whatever the case may be alright I'm gonna go buy this car don't buy that car. You can't afford it. You don't have this. You don't have that. And I hear this and I, you know, and it's wise counsel. And I still think, well, screw it. I'm going to do it anyway. I can't be mad at them because I did what they said not do. And I have a negative effect and be mad at everybody else. So that's, that's the concept of free will. And how is that a life functioning skill? We need to learn that because too often we make bad choices and blame God, devil, loved ones, whatever the case may be, because we made these bad choices. Now, in order for us to grow, we need to understand the concept of free will and understand that God doesn't drive these choices. So if God doesn't drive these choices, then people can't drive these choices. We can't be, we cannot be made to make a choice. Now I hear someone saying, well, what if someone has a gun to your head? You still cannot be made to make a choice. Which is why in the movies and in real life, but for movies we watch, if people 
are choosing, if someone has a gun in their head and they're saying, you need to tell me or I'm going to kill you. And someone says, I'm not going to kill, I'm not going to tell you. And they kill him. That's why people still do that, knowing the outcome is coming. Free will. No one can force us to do anything that we do not want to do, regardless of the outcome. And that's the thing we got to keep in mind. And that's where cost was going into. There's outcome to every choice we make. But again, no one can force us to do it. You know, if uh, if we are having issues with money and someone comes up and they're like, hey, man, uh, I got this scheme. We can do this and whoop de woo and you can get some money. And we go through with it and then we get caught and then we end up going to jail. We can't say, fool, look, you got me in trouble because they didn't make you do that. It was something that was suggested and we toil over it. We think about it and then we make a decision based off of our information, which oftentimes if we if we make decisions in a hurry, it's most likely going to be the bad decision. You know, there are times where we need to be make quick choice, you know, quick decisions. But for the most part, if something's presented to us and we and we rush to make a decision, usually those are the ones that come back and bite us in the butt. So, again, I just want to uh, point out the importance of uh, why it's important that we understand the concept of free will and that it's not others fault that we make the choices we make again that is a that is a god-given right for us as people to make up our own mind so then when you hear people say well god knew that why didn't he why didn't god just make us do it because god loves us and he gave us the ability to think for ourselves and so that's why there are people who won't make it to heaven. They have a choice to make. Do you believe? Do you believe what God God sent the Bible for us? And in that Bible, it says that the only way to heaven is Jesus. Do you believe that? You have a choice. You get to choose. You have free will. There's a consequence to the choice you make. You choose to believe the consequence is eternal paradise, eternal peace, eternal joy. You choose not to believe the consequence is eternal damnation. It's nobody's fault but us as individuals. So those are examples of free will. And uh, I want to talk about four factors that play into our free will. And uh the, the, uh, I'll go in a little bit more into it as I talk. So, like, so there's metaphysical constraint, physical constraints, social constraints, and mental constraints. So, these are things that play into our the choices we make, our free will. So, what is metaphysical constraint? So, essentially, this is where we would talk about um, our belief system, whether it be believing in the, you know believing in God, believing in whatever. So in a, I'm going to sound like, anyway, I'll just say this. So metaphysical constraint is talking about logical or theological 
basically. So my religion, although I, I, I hate using that word, which is why I kind of, uh, 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 because I don't like using that word pertaining to my belief system. However, the point is, so the metaphysical constraints talks about logical versus or logical or theological things that play into the decisions we make and our, and you know, the people listening to my podcast, my assumption is are Christian or, you know, that's the title Anthony's godly guidance. So my assumption is if you're listening, you're either Christian or you're wanting to be Christian. So in our, in our belief system, it's theology our theology is believing in christ so these things play into the choices we make so what what am i saying god said that here this will be a good point place to use this bible verse i had it somewhere else but it fits here so deuteronomy 31 19 or 30 correction 30 19 deuteronomy 30 19 and it says this it says Today, I have given you the choice between life and death, between blessings and cursings. Now I call on heaven and earth to witness the choice you make. Oh, that you choose life so that you and your descendants might live. What does that have to do with what I'm saying? So in this, according to the metaphysical constraint, this is God telling us, hey, I've given you the choice of life and death but choose life this would drive our choices so what a practical example of that according to the bible we are told that we should live according to you know we should we should oh excuse me we should live do i want to use that example Okay, we can use that. So, we're not to fornicate. And God tells us not to fornicate. We get the choice. Do we believe God and wait till we are married or do we not? Now, I being someone who, I mean, had sex before I was married, I can attest to this. So, there are consequences to choosing to not follow God's advice and wait till marriage. One consequence is the people that you have affected. So God tells us to wait because we become one with the person, a man and a woman come together and become one. So we become one with these people. So if we are having casual sex with multiple sex partners, we're becoming one with all these people. Now, there's this myth about uh, friends with benefits, which I say myth because that's not that it never works out right because the two people become one. We've connected. So if, if two people are having casual sex constantly, there's going to be a connection there. That was the whole purpose of God saying wait till marriage, because the man and woman become one flesh and they become connected in a very intimate setting to where they are one. So that is why God is like, you should wait because you're not supposed to give yourself to anybody other than the person you're supposed, you're supposed to live 
the rest of your life with, to become one with. The consequences to that, in a negative sense, I mean, look around. There's STDs. There's, this is why there's a, a big thing for abortion. This is why, you know, we have people with, with, um, when it comes to so many blended families, I mean, not to not, I'm not knocking blended families because I'm in a blended family, but I'm saying all of these choices play into that. That's why we have blended families. And that's why there's that conflict sometimes between blended families, because you have two people coming from two different situations and both of these people have shared themselves with other people now it's not always out of fornication sometimes it's out of marriage you know and these these marriages didn't work and they're remarrying so that's not to label all blended families as this but in the case that people fornicated this let's just go with that so you've connected with this other person and you've made a child a lot of times i'm seeing from what I see with people that I know, people that I've watched, that leaves an issue because people don't necessarily act respectfully to each other when they've moved on. So now you have a conflict with this person that you were fornicating with and then you, you move on and you've decided to marry this person and now that's come into the relationship where the other the the, uh, the other parent on either side could be a problem to the relationship that is now. And this because you chose back here to fornicate and not wait till you're married. Now, I'm not condemning anybody or judging anybody because I've done this myself. So no condemnation here. But I just want to drive that home to how... That can create an issue. It creates an issue because, again, the the rates of STDs are sky high. Why? Because people are out just casually doing whatever. And this stuff is spreading and they're spreading to everybody. So there's that, you know, these are and these are the when it says choose life or death, blessings or cursings. That's what that's saying. So there's consequences to your action. That's what it's saying. So you get to choose. There, you get to choose to follow God, and you don't have to deal with these these things that I just mentioned, which are the blessings in this instance. Or you choose to not follow God and have to deal with the things that I have mentioned, and that's where it is a curse. So not not in the sense because we as Christians we cannot be cursed. Because we have the Holy Spirit. We can't be cursed. But we still have to deal with the consequences of our actions. So in the context of what I'm saying. Those cursings are dealing with things. That we you know the consequences to these choices. That's just in this one instance. I don't know why I picked that. As I was talking that just came to my heart. So that's what I you know. I, I guess maybe somebody needed to hear that. Maybe the Holy Spirit is talking to you. If you're listening to it. If if, if you feel an affection towards it or a tug on it, it was to you. So, again, no condemnation. So that's the metaphysical constraint. Physical constraint that would play into our choices are like basically worry. I, I make a choice because I, I'm 
I'm worried about the outcome here or or another sense is <laughs> I make choices so I don't end up in prison. So that's a physical, you know, I am not going to rob somebody because I don't want to get caught and I don't want to go to prison. That's an example of that, I'm not, you know, or I am not going to, you know, whatever, whatever the case may be. These are these are physical things. There's a lot of things in check that people don't do because they don't want to end up going to prison. There's a lot of things that people don't do because they don't. They're worried about the outcome of happening. That is a physical constraint to uh, in these factors. Social constraints are fear of what people might say or do to us. So we make choices because we're worried about how what people say, what they do, how they think. So I, okay, there are times where we as Christians don't speak out as we are told to in the Bible because we're worried about what people are going to, about offending people, that people might get mad, they might reject us. That's a social constraint that would factor into the choices we make. And that, you know, I mean, that's just one aspect of it. There's multiple aspects. I mean, basically, huh, <laughs> that's crazy. Peer pressure, which, by the way, is the next episode. I'll, I'll come back to that at the end. But a social constraint that factors into our choices, peer pressure. So I'm going to re- we'll revisit that next episode. I won't go. I won't go any more into it than that. Mental constraints that play into our choices. Like phobias. Um, addictions, compulsions, mental or physical disabilities. We'll, we'll, we'll mental. Well, no, mental or physical because if you have a physical ability, it'll it'll it, it will mentally play into the choices you make. So, like a, a phobia, I am not going to go to the Amazon and just freely walk around or be in the in the in the, in the Amazon River because I have a phobia of snakes. Especially giant snakes that eat crocodiles and cows and thus will eat me. So I am not going to go to the Amazon River. That is an example of mental constraints. There are people who should stay away from bars because they are addicted to alcohol. So they shouldn't go into a setting where alcohol is served because it is a compulsion conviction you know uh, not conviction compulsion addiction so don't go to this setting if you are addicted to, to drugs don't hang around people who do drugs if you are addicted to sex don't hang around people who are having casual sex or go to different bars or whatever where you know are like strip clubs stuff like that whatever your compulsion or addiction even on a more lighthearted if you are addicted to food you got to be mindful of who you hang around if you are addicted to sugar there are people you know or places don't go to a candy shop if you're addicted to candy or sugar worst place to be because 
it's going to drive you crazy. So that's these are social constraints that play into our our choices. And like I said, the physical disabilities, how that would play into a mental constraint is if if I injured my arm, which is a temporary disability, but a physical disability nonetheless. If I injure my arm, I am not going to go to the gym to lift weights. Now that is a physical disability that is playing into my mental constraint or and or mental, you know, the choices I make. Vice versa. If I injure my leg, I am not going to go on the treadmill. So these are these are mental constraints. And this is that would those would be two examples of physical disabilities that would play out into a mental constraint. Um I have another Bible verse, which is Galatians 5.13. And it says, for you have been called to live in freedom, my brothers and sisters, but don't use your freedom to satisfy your sinful nature. Instead, use your freedom to serve one another in love. So to go with everything else, I mean, that's kind of, I've touched on that in, in episodes in the past but I don't want to stay too long on that but one thing I will say with that is basically we have been forgiven of our sins Christ died for our sins past present and future our sins are not going to land us in hell this Bible verse is practically saying don't let our freedom to sin be the one thing that causes us to sin and get caught up doing the same old same. So because I can um oh my god, I just what because I have the ability to sin doesn't mean I should sin, essentially. Because my sin, so if here as the as the man of my house I have the ability and the freedom to go out and commit adultery. I could choose to do that. But just because I can doesn't mean I should, because if I made that choice, that that doesn't just affect me. That affects my wife and my kids and my grandkids. My family, my family is destroyed because I use my ability to make a choice that won't land me in hell but it won't deliver me from natural consequences so that's what that's saying and not even just my uh, so that's just on my side so if I were to commit said adultery the other person who is also involved could commit said adultery and it could affect her family so that's why that's what that's saying. Don't let your ability to make the choice to sin be the reason that you sin. In fact, I won't make that choice for for two reasons mainly. And these are these are two important reasons. One, 
God does not want me doing that. That's not what that's not what is best for me. Two, I love my wife. I love my family. I don't want to destroy my wife and my family. So I will not go forth and commit adultery, even though I have the ability to make the choice to do so. That is what this Bible verse is saying. Show love to one another, because if you show love to one another, you won't do each other dirty. And that's not just in marriage, that's in life. So instead of me, I guess another one to use is revenge. Revenge, that's a good one. So instead of me, you, you know, you do me dirty and my response, my natural response is to get you back. But because I'm choosing to act in love, I'm going to not get you back because the Bible says don't don't combat evil for evil, combat evil with good. So you do me dirty and I in, instead of getting you back, I'm just going to choose to show love. That doesn't mean sucking up. That doesn't mean anything other than just showing love, which will t- turn this situation from us getting in a knockdown drag out fight and hating each other to most likely repentance of the person who who initiated the wrongdoing. So you do me wrong and I show you love back. And instead of you getting, you know, me jumping back and now we're fighting, I show you love and it's like, well, dang, man, I feel bad for that. And now we've come to a place where we can communicate and end said conflict instead of going back and forth. So that's another example of that. Um, and... The last Bible verse that I have is Revelations 3.20. And it says, look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice, open it and I will come in. And we will share a meal together as friends. So what does that got to do with everything with free will? That's a salvation piece for one. Jesus is saying, I'm giving you the choice. I'm here to help you. I'm knocking. Will you let me in? We make mistakes. We get involved in whatever the case may be. We need help. We go through trials, all of the above. Jesus is saying, I'm here knocking. I'm here to help you. If you invite me in, will you let me in? Because if you let me in, I'll help you. But if you don't let me in, then I can't help you. Again, free will. Because Jesus doesn't impose himself on us. God could very well, I guess, make us do whatever. But that's against what he set up. So he wouldn't do that. Because out of love, he wants genuine love from us, not forced love. So Jesus is saying, here, I'm at the door. I'm knocking. If you let me in, I'm in. And we can be together. We can fellowship. I can help you. We can we can have a life. And I will guide you to a, a prosperous life. Or you can choose not to let me in. And that's your choice. So that's what that's saying. And that can go with everything that I've talked about in this episode and then some. But due to sake of time, I'm going to move on. Because I have one more thing that I want to do. And that will be the end of this. This is a 
spoken word piece I wrote a few years ago about free will, but it goes with what we're saying. <clears throat> Excuse me. And it goes, here it is. There's been a lot said about free will. It is a God-given gift to every man, woman, and child. It's what makes us independent and individuals. It is, it is the reason why we do the things that we do. Let's stop on that thought for a moment. Free will is the reason why we do the things that we do. Do you understand that statement? Do you truly know what that means? When things come crashing down around us and we complain instead of endure, that's free will. When we get fired from our jobs or we and we decide to seek out drugs and alcohol as a means to cope, that's free will. When we are disrespected and we fight back instead of figure out why, that's free will. When we sit at home waiting for the government to take care of us instead of looking to God for the strength and the ability of how to take care of ourselves, that's free will. Hold on, y'all. This might upset some folks. When we let heartbreak from a, from a broken relationship stay in our hearts and we are mad at any and everyone, that's free will. When we stew in depression for years over, over loss, whether it be death, divorce, loss of a job, or any material item, that's free will. Holding on to bitterness and pain is a conscious choice. Sitting back and playing the victim mentality is a choice. We all have trials and sufferings. Everyone has experienced pain and setbacks. Life happens to us all. See, here's the, here's the part that is missed. Everyone is quick to talk about free will when it is to their benefit. But when things go wrong, for some strange reason, free will is not mentioned anymore. Well, it's not my fault because he did or what she said or how they treated me. Well, I didn't have any control over the situation or the big one. The devil made me do it. That may be the case in some situations, but you still have a choice on how you respond to the situation. You choose how you react to what has been placed in front of you. God has given us free will and we are given the opportunity to choose what we are going to let into our hearts. See, God is always talking to us through the Holy Spirit and telling us what is good for us and how to bless us. Satan is also talking to us. He is telling us what we, what we can do for ourselves and how to be like him. Both are talking all the time. Our loved ones and ones are the one that loves us and the one trying to destroy us. Who we listen to is completely up to us, though. Did y'all hear that? Who we listen to is completely up to us. See, that's free will everyone is talking about, but not talking about. It's big. But let me tell you something. It ain't free. I'm going to let that I'm going to let y'all marinate for that on that for a moment. It ain't free. It's going to cost you something regardless of which side you choose to listen to. It's going to cost you to be a living sacrifice for Jesus. Or it's going to cost you life, peace, and your soul if you listen to Satan. 
But that is a choice. You want to exercise your God-given free will? That's good. In fact, that's great. Just know there's going to be a price tag on that free will. And you'll either reap the great blessings or the terrible costs. But remember one thing. That's completely up to you. Now, I hope that blessed somebody. I hope that blessed y'all. I hope you hear it, marinate on it. I hope it soaks in. I hope you hear that that didn't come from a place of condemnation, but a place of encouragement. And that's not me talking at you. That's me talking to me and you. Scratch that. That is God talking to me and you. But keep in mind, if you listen, we make choices. That's what life is all about. There are consequences to our choices. Whether we choose right or wrong, good or bad, left or right, whatever the case may be. There are consequences to our choices. Good consequences and bad consequences. So I hope that blessed y'all. So like I said earlier, the next episode is talking about peer pressure, which is connected to cost, the social constraints piece of cost uh, or free will and connected to cost. And we're going to delve more into that next week. So I hope this blessed you. Again, I, I, I pray that those under the sound of my voice are blessed by it and they planted good seed and it gets us to this place of repentance and trying to better ourselves as opposed to being bitter and just hateful for lack of a better word. So y'all have a good one. Have a great week. We'll see you next week here on Anthony's Godly Guidance. I love y'all. God bless. Peace.